0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Pipeline Superheroes podcast, where we interview the SaaS veterans of the world and figure out how they can grow their businesses. Today, um, as always, we're hosted by Grant Cohen and Keegan Slattery. Hey there. And today we have Adam Wysocki, CEO of Vet. Adam, how are you doing? I'm doing great, guys. Awesome. Awesome. Adam. Well, we at bloom growth have a bloom, a bloom pets channel where we post dogs. I think I'm one of the few members of the team that doesn't have a dog. So I get to live vicariously through that. Um, but that being said, there's a lot of pet owners and, and pet, uh, dog lovers and cat lovers in at the bloom growth team and definitely in our community. So i would love to understand how you got into vitus vet and, uh, whether or not it was just, you wanted a better world for your dog.
1: Yeah. Um, so for sure. I'm an, I'm an animal guy, uh, you know, as, as far back as I can remember as a kid, you know, I, when I was young, I wanted to be a Marine biologist, right? Like I just love animals. I love the water. Uh, then I realized Marine biologists, uh, don't make a lot of money. No offense to anybody who does that. Um, and ended up doing software and, and, and I've been doing that for a little over 30 years, uh, mostly SAS. Um, but, uh, about ten years ago, I met a, a, a veterinarian, and we became great friends. And uh, she said to me, "Look, you know, people are going on uh, Google and and asking questions about their pets, and they're getting really, really uh, terrible advice." Um, so at the time, uh, the two of us started a company together called Pawly, and the idea was you can go on Pawly and ask questions uh, from you know uh, vetted veterinarians and get answers twenty four hours a day and, and you know, avoid Dr. Google and some of the junk that's out there. And that started kind of my journey uh, into pet health, um, doing a lot, you know, to help pets. I I started a rescue back at the time Um, we were rescuing shelter animals. Uh, So really became passionate about, you know, not just helping people's pets. You know, we know that 89% of pet owners believe their pet is a part of the family and treat them as such, Um, but helping veterinary professionals, you know, these folks uh, they're they're like firefighters, they're like police officers, they're like EMS techs, they're first responders a lot of times. Uh, and I don't think they, they get the credit that they deserve for taking care of our, our four-legged family members. And I like putting my background in technology uh, into their hands to help make their lives easier.
2: I love that. I mean, as you can see here, I've got my, my dog, Fox, my first dog I ever got on my own. So it is a big part. He's such an integral part of my family. Um, so, you can tell us a little bit about uh, Vitus Vet and sort of what the, what the goal is there and what's your product offering?
1: Yeah, for sure. So, um, Vitus Vet was started uh, about 10 years ago now um, by our founder, uh, Dr. Mark Alcott. He was a veterinarian, uh, still is a, a veterinarian, but he was working in an emergency uh, vet practice at the time. Sunday night, two o'clock in the morning, um, a dog came, a dog named Bogey was brought in uh, that was attacked by another dog uh, in the neighborhood. Uh, and Mark did everything he could, but ended up losing the dog, and uh, it it is a case that haunts him to this day. He gets very emotional talking about it, Uh, but the reason he lost the dog was uh, unnecessary. It was a, a negative reaction to anesthesia, an allergic reaction, and he knew if he had the dog's medical records from their regular vet that he would have seen that allergic reaction and been able to treat differently and save the dog's life, so he started Vitus Vet as a pet medical record uh, sharing company. You're uh, an app on your phone. You can take your pet's medical records with you. Uh, and, you know, whether it's an emergency or it's going to boarding and having your vaccination card on your phone, uh, you know, there was a lot of utility in that. Unfortunately, nobody wants to pay for it, right? Pet owners don't want to pay for access to their medical records. Uh, veterinary hospitals don't want to pay to give up medical records. That's kind of their source of truth for their clients. Um, so like all good startups, uh, Vitus Vet pivoted into uh, client communications. So that the space in between the pet owner and the veterinary practices record keeping system. Uh, so that is uh, service reminders, your, your annual wellness exam for your dog, or your vaccine reminders coming to you uh, via text or email or push notification through our app, um, appointment booking, uh, appointment confirmations. We evolved into a two-way chat system so vets didn't have to give out their cell phone number to text with pet owners. They could use our app and shut it off. Um, And then right before COVID, we added a payments product, um, which was great timing because curbside became a huge deal. Um, So we started offering contactless payments with text-to-pay, email-to-pay, cellular-powered credit card readers. Uh, However the practice wants to do that, we can facilitate that. Uh, And then uh, shortly after that, we took our refill, prescription refill reminders and our contactless payments, and we built uh, an e-commerce platform for veterinary pharmacies. So a veterinary pharmacy in your local vet's office could be as much as 20 to 30% of their top line revenue. But when they shut the lights off at six o'clock and home for the day, you can't buy product from them anymore. You have to wait until the next morning. So we took our reminder system, hey, it's time for you you to refill your flea and tick medication because we know you're out. Um, Would you like to pay for it? And then we partnered with DoorDash to do home delivery right from the vet's office. So instead of vets losing money in the middle of the night to online retailers like Chewy or Walmart, they can engage their clients digitally, um, keep that money in-house, and really provide a great experience for their pet owners who... They love, you know, doing business with their veterinarians. Most pet owners are, you know, they love their veterinarians to death.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think what's really interesting about this space is it seems, um, you know, you being a a former product leader as well, um, there's a lot of inspiration of the product roadmap based off what exists for, you know, human healthcare or in the healthcare tech space. Um, While you've also outlined some caveats of, you know, is there a budget to keep pet pharmacies open later? Um, Or do, uh, is there, you know, do people want to dedicate disposable income to medical record systems? So I wonder how you think about that in terms of the vision of Vitus Vet, where you see a lot of things that are very effective for human care, and you want to try to integrate those into your own product and your own offerings. But at the same time, you're going against that glass wall of, you know, there are obviously things people will do for their own personal health that they won't do for their pets. And maybe that's changing over time as like you said, people see pets increasingly as a part of their family.
1: Yeah, I you know I think it is changing over time. I think the the barrier and the the, the clear divider between human health and pet health is uh, the the insurance system, right? In human health, and especially with corporate uh, insurance plans, you know the, the pharmacies really profit well. Um, they most people follow the treatment plan prescribed by their doctors when there's a health emergency. Um, most people in the pet world are coming out of pocket. So when there's a treatment plan needed for a chronic condition or uh, you know, a genetic uh, condition that the pet's suffering from, you know, the pet owner has to make a choice, right? Do I you know, spend a lot of money because this isn't, I don't have health insurance for my dog, and follow this plan? Do I do nothing? Which more and more people aren't following that road. Um, and, and what ends up happening is they end up haggling uh, with the veterinarian. Like, can, I, can you meet me in the middle? Do I have to pay that much for this? And this is where, you know, the veterinarians really begin to suffer because they're pricing their products and services fairly um, because they have a business to run, but at their heart, at their core, they're there to help those pets. And and this is a struggle. This is why we see veterinarians, you know, the, the, the stress, the suicide rate in veterinarians is twice the average population because they're under such incredible stress every day, with that yin and yang like that business those business systems versus what their their ethos is which is saving lives and i think that's where technology can come in right building automation um building engagement tools uh reminding people to stay on their treatment plans so they they don't lapse and get behind on the medications that their pets need uh which could invite very costly problems uh and and that's what I'm very passionate about in this industry. And that's what I'm trying to do at Vitus Vet um, and the companies that we work with.
2: Yeah. Adam, that makes a ton of sense. And I think it, it makes an interesting balance between, um, you know, the customer experience versus the veterinarian experience. And I'm curious, in terms of your sort of go-to-market, how much do you focus on the veterinarian experience versus the customer experience? Are you guys trying to create groundswell among the end user, you know, yeah. to, to be demanding this of their vets versus Starting off with the the pain point of the veterinarian, and then having that you know ultimately benefit the user.
1: Yeah, we we have to start you know with the pain point of the veterinarian with with all that they have in going on. There's also an incredible veterinary shortage uh, in this country right now. So they you know they're struggling to hire and and keep full staff so that they can offer you know the services that they need. The last thing we want to do is create a consumer demand for a product or an expense that the veterinarian just can't implement, right? And that's just more stress. You've got customers coming in and saying, oh, we want that DoorDash delivery, or we want to be able to do text to pay. Like, I don't want to create more problems for veterinarians. So, you know, the the key in this industry is to be very empathetic uh, and to be very patient. And so our engagement with our sales teams, they're they're professionals, uh, and they reach out and they listen, uh, and they listen for the problems in between the words. Uh, And if there's a solution that we can offer, if that sales cycle is going to take six weeks instead of one week or three months instead of a month, that's okay. Um, Because, you know, we, in the end, we're there to help them solve problems and not to jam solutions down their throat, which is, it's never going to work.
0: That makes a lot of sense. And what do you think is an interesting channel um, that is maybe unconventional that works with your space because, you know, veterinarians probably resemble, you know, more like, you know, the healthcare industry and so far, but there are also industries. And, you know, I, I find personally that veterinarians, it tends to be a little less centralized than big general hospitals. So I wonder how that changes your approach to growth and finding new cl- uh, clients.
1: Yeah. So, so two channels that are interesting. So before I was in the veterinary space, um, I was in um, sports technology, and and even spent some time in the cannabis space, uh, building uh, dispensary SaaS products. But in the veterinary space, the big difference uh, in channels is one: continuing education is a big deal um, in the veterinary space. So you know, I've done continuing education webinars and and classes for veterinarians, and and then afterwards had the opportunity to uh, you know pitch my product. So. But that is a great way to reach veterinarians and help them as well, because you're helping with their certifications and uh, and licensing. Um, The other really uh, interesting thing that's happening in the veterinary space now is consolidations by private equity firms. Um, So the independent veterinary practice is is really under threat um, by large corporate groups who are buying dozens of locations a year. Uh, For me in the B2B SaaS business, uh, that's a channel that I leverage as much as I possibly can because I can do, you know, one sales pitch and get in 50 locations as opposed to 50 sales pitches to get in those locations. But at the same time, my heart is with those independent veterinary practices, those single doctor practices or two or three doctor practices um, that are trying to, you know, stay, you know, stay ahead and stay competitive. Uh, in this big dollar private equity world. And and even, you know, some of the online retailers now that are offering telemedicine, uh, you know, you just can't, you know, a single practice just can't compete with them in terms of marketing and, you know, the whiz bang uh, stuff that they offer for their clients. Um, So that's, you know, my passion, my focus is with those independent practices, but I've got a, you know, I, I have a fiduciary responsibility to to make money too, so we we engage with the corporate practices, and and that's been very lucrative for us.
2: I feel like with the like within the veterinary and just with animals in general, you know, animals run the internet. They always say, "What cats cats run the internet." That's right. Um, I'm curious, how much is sort of paid social and being on a lot of those channels where I think veterinarians and uh, you no know, nurse techs and stuff like that, they all spend a lot of time. Um, is that a big focus for your team? Yeah,
1: paid paid social. It, it's really a tough one uh, in the space. Um, it, you know the. The tools are good, but they're still not good enough to really specifically target veterinary professionals. So when we do a lot of, when we do paid social, we still get a lot of pet owners, um, you know, reaching out and, you know, we kind of have to redirect them either back to their veterinarian or, you know, wherever they're they're, they need to be as opposed to coming to us. Um, So Google, you know, Google searches is really good for us and effective for us uh, Facebook, Instagram, not so much. And then every LinkedIn, everything else is pretty dead.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and then in terms of growth, like what have you found is sort of like the biggest, like the most successful channel for you so far? I, I know you mentioned Google search as well, and maybe it is literally just like veterinarian publications. Would you recommend like somebody maybe selling to the veterinarian space, getting into certain trade publications or something like that? Like what's the secret sauce there?
1: yeah, I you know, I think the secret sauce is it, it, it's a it's no one thing, right? Um, you really have to have a concerted uh, an organized campaign that is not just advertising, but it's teaching something, right? So if you can be in the publications with an article about how to improve uh, make a practice efficient in in a certain area, Um, And that article has some advertising tied to it. And then you follow that up with, you know, a speaking engagement at a conference where you're also talking about that. Um, You start to really resonate within the community. Uh, And, you know, veterinarians are their own best sources of information. So, you know, you start winning over some folks, the buzz starts, there's um, all kinds of veterinarians, only Facebook groups that I would love uh, to get into, Um, but I'm, I'm, banned from uh, as the evil uh sales guy. But you know, if I can engage them outside of those groups and get them talking about what we're doing and how we're helping practices, that is really the most effective thing. And we'll get, you know, we'll get some inbounds and and they'll say, hey, you know, we saw you in this publication or we saw you, you know, speaking at this conference and we'd like to learn more, Um, you know, what you said really resonated with the problems that we have at our practice. Uh, and And that's the best way. We find that, you know, those are the stickiest clients. Uh, we get the the internal champion that's you know speeding up the implementation. and, and then they're most likely uh, to be receptive to upsell opportunities down the road.
2: Yeah, can you talk a little bit more about your your new offering that you have coming out and sort of what what's your what's your go to market plan is looking like for um that new offering?
1: Yeah. so the the new offering is, you know we, we have a really uh, impressive service that actually uses AI. I know AI is all the buzz right now, um, but uh, prescription refills are a big deal. You know, um, most chronic conditions, the, the adherence rate is only about 54%. People fall off. They run out. They don't reorder. Um, the other problem is veterinary practices were are losing prescription refill business to online pharmacies. Um So we want to keep that money in-house. We use prescription reminders to remind pet owners before they run out that they're about to run out. Um, So we can calculate, we can read the the, uh, prescription dosing instructions and the quantity of pills and calculate right before they run out and even prescription food. Um, So we send them a a text message and say, hey, if you would like to reorder, you click this link. Um, they can pay right from their phones. We know most people are, are online shopping between eight and nine at night. Um, so practices are usually closed at six or seven. So it's a great opportunity for that income to come in in the evening. Uh, and then for the first time, uh, in veterinary history, uh, they could have that medication delivered to them via DoorDash, uh, typically in less than an hour from the time they pay for it. Uh, so it's a really great service, you know, in human, we talk about human medicine, in human medicine, you know, uh, we, we just got prescriptions delivered from Wegmans today. CVS is doing it. Walgreens is doing it. Um, so now veterinarians can do it too. And, and it's all about that connection with their clients. And, you know, we build systems to reinforce that. And we're, we're really, really excited by it.
2: Yeah. And what's your, um, some of your go-to-market strategy for that new, for that new product. That's a, that's a huge innovation. So I feel like it's a
1: huge innovation. So it it is literally as easy as saying DoorDash for veterinarians and everybody, everybody perks up. So (laughs) certainly, um, you know, we, we have great contact lists. So uh, email campaigns have been incredibly effective announcing, um, the product, uh, to people that, you know, we've engaged with in the past and, and, uh, have maybe passed us for a competitive product because nobody else is doing this. So they're coming back and taking a second look now. Uh, we've done some paid social campaigns that eh, they were okay. Um, and then the trade shows right now are what is really resonating the best for us, you know, bringing a new product uh, like this to market and doing an in-person demo as people are walking by and they see the, the DoorDash sign on the backdrop and, and everybody stops. So uh, sooner or later, the newness will wear off and we'll have to kind of Kind of pivot the strategy, but um, that's what's working right now.
0: Awesome, that that's really great to hear. It sounds like if I'm an independent veterinarian, they, these are tools that are just super crucial to keep a lot of that revenue in house as the veterinary world changes. But um, as we wrap up, is there anything else you're looking for? Any other you know things you'd like to promote to our community of SaaS operators, founders, investors, and the like?
1: Um, no, I, I, I'm a, I'm a SaaS guy by nature. You know, I was building products for a long time. Uh, I've, I'm in the CEO, uh, seat now and, uh, really, really hyper-focused on, on the veterinary community. I still keep an eye, uh, on the SaaS community and a lot of the, uh, you know, a lot of the makers out there that the solopreneurs, uh, are doing some impressive things. Uh, I'm excited to see it. Uh, and I'm excited to learn about, uh, your podcast. It's, uh, it's now going to be on my regular rotation. I've been, I've been listening the last couple of days and it's very cool.
0: Sweet. Thank you. Appreciate that. Well, it was a pleasure having you on.
1: Yeah, no, thank you very much. Uh, Nice to meet you both.
0: Great to meet you too, Adam. uh, Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Thank you.